Hello, welcome to My Camino, the podcast. Welcome to the beauty of the Pilgrim community. Welcome to the light of sharing a journey together. Welcome to learning and caring. Learning for yourself while caring for others. Learning with others while caring for yourself. I made the mistake of watching Hamlet, Shakespeare this week. Not a good idea in a pandemic. Shuffling off mortal coils is not the best plug in for the hard wiring. I need more hope, more focus, reinvention, renewal, pilgrimage. I need long walking and talking. I think you all know I love talking. And I love the journey of the podcast, the journey of the Camino, the pilgrimage of life, the easy days, the difficult days, the days when you have not a care in the world, or the days when you're happy to walk alongside someone just to hear them talk, when you talk and they listen. Will you walk beside me? Will you lead the way? Will you hear my prayer within and share it with me? Hearts beating to the collective rhythm of our feet. I read a great quote this week on my Facebook feed. Which is more important, asked the big panda, the journey or the destination, the company? said the tiny dragon. This is a podcast about the Camino de Santiago, or the way of St. James. Pilgrims walk the Camino. Indeed, pilgrims from all over the world walk the Camino. Some walk as a reflection. Perhaps they're looking for more from the person they see in that reflection. Perhaps they're wanting more. Perhaps life has more promise and they want to unlock it. Or maybe they just want an adventure. I'd love to walk one day with a panda and a tiny dragon and listen to their conversation. The American writer Margaret J. Wheatley said once, very great change starts from very small conversations held among people who care. So let's start with pilgrims. My guest this week is the Argentinian pilgrim, Juano Flyer. Welcome, pilgrim. Thank you. Thank you very much for the invitation to join you. You're a blogger and you say you want to spread the idea of traveling at any age, at any time, with or without a budget. Just traveling. Why? Because I think we do not know when we are going to die. Could be tomorrow, could be next week. So for me, enjoy life is traveling. And I have three kids. I'm married. And I think... Every cent I can save is for traveling. But for me, traveling is not only going to Spain or to United States or Australia. For me, traveling is also going by train from home to downtown to visit a museum. So I try to spread the idea of traveling, where you can go, where you, uh, you can uh, pay, or you, where you want to go, near or all over the world. You say travel can be 10 blocks from your house or go around the world. Are you saying walking to my local shop could be travel? Of course. And for me, traveling is uh, something that I really enjoy. I love traveling with my family, but also along with one of my kids or with my mom or with my friend. I try to, to travel with the people I love. You thought, one a few years ago that you were going to die a young man. Take us on that, yes. take us on that journey. 
Yes, I think it was 12 years ago. Uh, I'm married since 20 years. But 12 years ago, uh, I was uh, with my wife for it. But every time kids become uh, elder, I, I have more things to pay, more things to afford. And some, in some way, traveling was really difficult. So what happened, I realized that every time I get more money, I buy more things. A second car, a better house, or what I thought, better uh, uh, things for, for... And I realized that maybe the future that I was trying to build for my kids or for my wife or all together, maybe it never uh, come. Maybe it's the life changes one day from another. So I decided to reduce all the things, all the, the material things I have. I sell one car, I reduced the house a third of the, of the square meters, and I, monthly I, become, I, I, come, uh, I could save money to travel. And yes, I always had the idea that maybe I will die young. And with that idea, I tried to live every day as it was the last day of my life. That was the reason about that. You said... And now I'm alive, 12 years after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there was an, wasn't there, there was an illness of some type, wasn't there? Yes. The, the Camino has something to do with that because uh, my father died in 2013, seven years ago. And when he died, my mother had the idea, the dream, to go with him with the Camino, to the Camino. So um, when my father uh, died about the stomach cancer, a year before, I'm sorry, a, a year after, my sister had the same cancer, stomach mm. cancer. And in that time, we realized that maybe cancer, that it comes to anybody without knowing why, maybe it comes from genetic origin. Right. So... Uh, we discovered that we are carrying a gene, a mutated gene, that you have the 80% of possibility of getting cancer. So in my case, I have that uh, mutated gene, and I have that possibility, and I have to remove my stomach. Totally, 100% of the stomach was removed. What? So before... Yes, before yes, they that... Took, well, just, uh, hey, Juan, just a second. Did you just say they took out your entire stomach? Yeah, three years ago. But <laughs> before that surgery, I told my mother, you had the dream of going to the Camino with dad that is now not with you. But we can go together and we are going to have that trip done. So in 2017, three months or four months before my surgery, I went to be the partner of my mom. But when we, we walked from Saria, or Saria to uh, Santiago de Compostela, 130 kilometers, uh, together it was beautiful yeah. going with my mom, eight days walking, uh, talking, singing, uh, trying to... To, to become the, the dream uh, a reality. But after that trip, it was not only my mother partner, I was trapped by the Camino. And when I, 
when when we can talk about the surgery, but in August of 2017, four years after my father died, I was uh, my stomach was completely removed in a really a hard uh, surgery, but everything went okay. Goodness me, what a story! So, I, I don't like to ask the question: uh, How do you survive without a stomach? You can survive without a stomach. I'm a, hopefully, I'm a success case. You can live without a stomach because uh, your intestine uh, make a, like a stomach, right. a new one, and every, everything can be done. Also, I'm summarizing this the thing. No, I have some some things went wrong during the surgery. I have to be operated two times more, right. so three surgeries in five weeks. Wow. But after you have to start eating like a, like a baby, everything yeah. uh, like, a, like a baby, then solid. But after four months, I love running. I became running again, not 42 kilometers as I, I was used to, but now I can run 10, 15. And after... After I went out from the hospital, I said I had to do the Camino again. And in 2019, I planned to go with my wife. But as I was walking, I was uh, posting everything in my blog. A lot of people told me, oh, it was my dream. Oh, what, uh, what are you doing this? It's beautiful. And I say, why, why did you come and join me? In 2019, and a hundred of people uh, make the reservation, and finally we, we were 62 people making the Camino together. Wow! 60. Without a stomach, but with 62 unknown people that now are my friends. Wow. But I, I went with my wife and uh, 62 people from Argentina, from all the part, oh, from all province from Argentina. So my second time, I was not alone, <laughs> although I was without the stomach. <laughs> it was uh, a great journey also. Yeah, and when you thought you were going to die, you thought, I won't go quietly, I'll celebrate. And you say, material things are not important, but giving moments. Tell us about giving moments. Yes, uh, for me, money is to be waste on moment, not on things. To tell you the truth, the time I say goodbye with, in the surgery with, uh, to my wife and kids, and I enter in the surgery room, I was prepared to die. I know it's difficult to hear about that, but I was so happy to thought 12 years ago about living life every day, that for me, life was so grateful with me that I was, pre I, I, of course, I didn't want to, but I was prepared to die because I, I enjoy with my kids. I travel with them. We talk about that with them, with my wife. Of course, I, I, I will be happy if I am 100 years old and still living. Yeah. But to have the idea that every, every day could happen and to have a everything settled and everything prepared and enjoying every moment. For me, in that moment, in the surgery room, things went wrong and that was my last day. For me, life was incredible. 
And with that idea, I try to spend each day. Yeah. I, I was on your blog, which is, it, which is absolutely fantastic, Juan Flyer, and you wrote 10 points, 10 big life decisions, and they're a great insight into you as a man, as a husband, a father, and a pilgrim. So I want to go through them. You said, number one, you decided to get angry less, accept more, tolerate more, and smile more. And if anyone doesn't notice it, be patient. It's a process. Sometimes it can be long. Take us through that. Talk us through getting angry less and accepting more. Yes, that's something that I try to do daily with my sisters, with my mother, with the kids, with my uh, job partners or uh, with the people where where I work. Uh, Because... Maybe you, something you get angry with a person a week or some days without talking to that person. And I think that's the most things that I would have changed uh, or I would regret if something happened. So I'll try to, with a small uh, conquers, uh, the daily life would be better. So I, uh, I'm a person that I have uh, hot uh, blood, <laughs> so I try to get mm-hmm. relaxed and enjoy each small moment in my life. Number two, you decided to travel as much as possible according to your financial possibilities. We talked about this a little while ago. Why do you think you became so passionate about travel? It was because I read uh, some, I don't know how many years ago, maybe for 16 in that time, Social media was not so important as it's today. It maybe it became through a male, a person that was know that it was going to die th- uh, in three months because of cancer. And he said, he said he had three kids, small kids, and he said that he would be a bot- he would like to be a bottle full of moments that arrive to the beach of a son in the island of his kids, taking a like they will open in the future and we'll see all the moments they pass through in that three months. So I say, okay, maybe uh, I will try think like each life of my kids, be a bottle. I will try to put all the moment I could whenever it's my end, my last day in three months, in eight months, in eight years or in 80, I don't know. But to try it I, for me, happiness and moments have relation with, traveling. When I do not, I'm not working, I'm not paying attention to the cell phone. I'm with my kids and with my wife. Although sometimes it's difficult because technology uh, broke this, used to break that moment. But for me, traveling is the perfect moment where I am focused in my family, friends, mother, or when the person, which the person I'm traveling. Wow, great answer. I I want to talk about that. That quote you just mentioned was Randy Porsche, an American professor who said, I I tried to put myself in a bottle that will one day appear on the beach for my children. Beautiful, isn't it? I want to talk about that in a little while. But number three, you decided to reduce your material assets to a minimum. And you say, today, you have a sixth of what you had in 2009. And yet, you say less is more. Yes, because uh, I was moved. Next week, I'm going to move from my current house. It will be my 12th 
movement <laughs> and 15 years ago about because of my job i have to move from argentina to chile a oh. country that is through the cordillera of the los andes my third kid was born there and i remember that the, that moved was with a lot of boxes apart from the furniture a lot of boxes that i carry a lot <laughs> yeah. between one house to the another house now uh, that I, I thought maybe I, I, did, I didn't remember the exact. I, I, I think it was 150 boxes, 160 boxes. Gosh! Now that I'm moving, now that I'm moving next week, uh, it will be uh, I think 35 boxes. So I make a relation with the Camino, with the bag that you carry while you're walking. Yeah. Life. And the Camino, that is life, the Camino is the life, our daily life, is easier with less weight in your bag. And for me, the bag is uh, the things I carry in my life. So I think with less, better. Less, better. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's no question about that. You don't need all the stuff. You decided to enjoy your Spanish family more. The fourth point you wrote about, you said your paternal family lives in Spain and you decided to get in touch with them. And that must have been very special for you. Yes, because we are a group of five persons in, in, my, in my family. Traveling from Argentina to Spain is expensive. I think I could have uh, bought an apartment or two with the money I <laughs> pay to travel. But for me, it was incredible. But I have a strong relation now with my Spanish family, my um, my father's sister have also the gene mutated and died uh, two years ago. And I spent with her, a lo they live in the beach in the Mediterranean. I travel each year with my family, spending time on the beach. And for me, that the best, I, I didn't know that she, was, uh, with, that she was going to die. And when I realized that she had, again, cancer and died, for me was, uh, of course, I'm, I'm sorry of that, but I was so proud of having invested the money to enjoy my family that I never put attention on that. That it was incredible. But one of my cousins has also the gene right. mutated. Yes, she uh, in women uh, attacked stomach and breast cancer also. Yeah. So they took she she took uh, not not only the stomach also uh, breast um what, what what is incredible how technology is becoming uh, advanced is that when she wants to be a mother uh she selected um oh how can i say um when in vitro cells yeah yeah and they did, they discovered that five uh, cells that she put uh, apart to analyze three had the genes two not had so now she was pregnant of a girl that i will be uh, the person who will be i don't know how to say padrino uh, yeah. um, I'm, I'm, when you when a, when a baby is born the, you choose a person to be the padrino we say here in spanish uh, a, a woman and a man that you select for that kid and it was the first person in the family that was born without the gene uh, in vitro mm. manipulation, it's called. And it's incredible because our generation, not my kids that was born before we know it, but the next generation will not have cancer 
because they can select the uh, uh, prevent the gene mutated before the the embryon. I don't know how to say in English is uh, started uh, growing in 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 a woman. So it's incredible technology can how can wonderful. make it possible. Yeah. Yes. So. All that connection with my my Spanish family uh, uh, was was so um, so incredible. We are knowing everything that came after death, cancer, and now uh, uh, all the news are better. So that relation for me was money invested in moments, in family, in focus, in the very important things in the life. How fantastic! Pedrino, I think, is godfather. Godfather, yes, you are right. Godfather, I'm, I'm yeah. Last week, uh, Daniela, the baby, was born. Um, when the pandemic let me travel to Spain, I will be Godfather. In March 2021, mm-hmm. I will go to with my elder kid to, go to the Camino for the first time. So I hope in that moment will be the baptism of the baby. Fantastic. Fantastic, Godfather! How beautiful! Yeah, <laughs> Thank you, you. You you decided that the fifth thing you decided to do was to write your blog, uh, to balance your rational part of your finances and, and travel, but also <laughs> to write something for your children about travels and and for their childhood too. That's a lovely sentiment. That's a lovely thing to do. Yes, I opened two blogs. One about traveling and personal thoughts. That is whyonoflyer.com. And I also have a second blog that is called in Spanish Vivir Sin Estomago, that is Living Without a Stomach, where I put all my experience since I was I knew that I would have to remove my entire stomach up to today. So I uh, I started writing. I love it. I discovered it <laughs> some time ago, and I enjoy it really, really much. Yeah. One of your things is uh, one of the sixth point that you decided to do something for the other and do part of it anonymously. What does that mean, do something for the other and do it anonymously? Yes, it can. you can give time to others or money, whatever you can, but uh, I started to do it. Uh, it's incredible. I think it, it makes you a better person. And maybe I can tell you one thing that finally was not anonymous. Go but ahead. Yeah. <laughs> it, has, it has something connected with traveling because I love running and I was uh, running through the Andes from Chile to Argentina in a 100 race. And I met a woman that in that time had 78 years and was running. And I never saw her again. And last year I met her. No, last year not. In 2017, sorry. Um, I met her in the street accidentally. Her name is Elisa. I say, oh, Elisa, how are you? Can I interview you from to my blog? And she, and she say, yes, okay. In that time, uh, she was uh, 80, 81. And I say, in the end of the interview, I told her, do you have any dream that you never accomplished? And she said, yes, I'm from Italy, and I would love before dive to travel and run a race in my country. 
So I put it in social media, and in 2003 years ago, uh, we collect the money, and we took her with 83 years with his daughter, and I went with her, and we ran a 25-kilometer race in the mountains of La uh, Como Lake in Italy. And we accomplished the dream of uh, a known person for me, and that finally ended in a film. So I think, incredible. I met her again, and that ended in accomplish an unknown person a dream. So that kind of things, wow. I think you can do it. Of course, it was not unknown because I, I was collecting the money through social media, but trying to meet people, uh, accomplish dreams, and, and one can be smaller things, of course. Fantastic. But I'm trying to do that. Wow, what a great story. <laughs> yes, I, I love it, that story. Elisa is a wonderful woman. You decided to read a book every month. Do you still do that? Yes. I'm trying. Maybe sometimes it took me two months. <laughs> but I, I have a, I would not say an addiction, but technology with me is so close that I try to put some things between technology and me. And I found that it's better to have a book than the cell phone or the mobile phone in the when I'm going to sleep. <laughs> so I'm trying. I try to read, and I also use the the. I I travel by train each day to my work, 45 minutes, and I try to read. Yeah. I think it's, it's it's a time to to read about what your personal things. I love about uh, reading about entrepreneurship, about tra uh, traveling about the Camino, but also to be a better, a better father and a better uh, husband. Yeah, <laughs> It's yeah. related to, to be a better person. Yeah, to be a better person, yeah. How fantastic. So the eighth point, we're getting our way through the 10 here, but you decided to run. Yes. You mentioned you wanted to stay healthy, and you've now done, well, when, you, when I read this, you've done four marathons, and you mentioned earlier the crossing of the Andes. Is running easier for you than walking? Yes. Uh, now uh, the doctors say I would not run too much because I'm going to lose weight. And without a stomach, I have to make the effort to get uh, more uh, kilos. <laughs> so if I run a lot, uh, I will lose it. So now I'm trying to move to trekking or to things like the Camino. Yeah. But I love running. Uh, but I started running, uh, not, uh, I, I, and I never be so uh, uh, a sportsman. <laughs> but when I, when my father got cancer, my, uh, well, no, some re uh, f uh, re uh, relatives uh, got cancer, I thought that maybe it would happen to me. And I said, how I could change or in a way be more prepared if something happened not knowing about the mutated gene, of course. Yeah. And I say, well, I would try to eat better, make uh, a, a sport, and I, I choose uh, running. And, well, and all the points have connection to, be, to have better life and a better health. Uh, and that one, for me, is sport, but could be walking, but to do something apart from working, uh, from working, sorry, uh, I think it's important. Yeah, it is. And, and you decided, number yes. nine, you decided to eat as healthy as possible. I suppose that comes with, yes. the, comes with the territory of losing your, your stomach. 
I yes. just find that extraordinary, really. But is that something you do all the time? You you eat consciously all the time. Before I uh, I had my stomach removed, I put a lot of attention in eating healthy. But now I have to I have to include some sweets that are not uh, as healthier as is supposed to be my diet. Right. But I have to do it because I have to to gain uh, kilos. So I have to eat ice cream, chocolates. So I'm trying to make. Uh, I, I, I try. My wife uh, loves cooking. She's a cooking teacher, uh, so she cooks a lot. So I try to. Uh, to eat things that make me uh, get kilos, but trying them to be healthier. But now I have uh, my doctor say, please pay attention on getting kilos before thinking on healthier things. So I'm trying to mix. <laughs> because that's the, what, what, what you are reading was before my stomach was removed. And it's incredible that now that it's the first time that someone is reading my points to me, it's incredible that I wrote it before I had that surgery that wow. changed my life, of course. Wow, that's incredible. And, and number, yes. number 10 is you decided to talk about death, even though you don't find many people who want to talk about death. And you say it's a topic we should talk about as much or more than birth and, and labor and delivery. But talking about death yes. is, is really not something that people want to talk about, is it? Yes, I have a dream of doing a TED talk about death, uh, but I always, uh, when I try, when I start to talk about this thing about death, uh, my friends do not want to talk about that. My <laughs> wife also do not want to. Never, it's difficult to find someone that want to talk about that. But I'm, to, I'm the idea of talking about this is because it's something natural. The only thing that you know when you 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 was born is that someday you are going to die. But we live as if that doesn't exist, and we put it aside. And it's something that you, it will arrive, and you cannot live thinking that will would happen in your 90s or 80s. It could happen tomorrow. So why we don't talk about it? Why do you express what you want to do if it, that happened? Or if you have a dream and was not accomplished, uh, why do you not do it now? Why do you... Why do you are saving money for the future that maybe never came yeah. or never comes, sorry. Why? And so I like to, to talk about death, but in a positive way, to live now, not thinking that you will have 20 or 30 or 40 years to enjoy your life. You said that you saw on the subway in Paris graffiti on the wall that said, the day you are ready to die, you will live forever. Yes, that's the con. I, I wrote it. It was like a graffiti in the wall of the subway in Paris. Um, for me, something that it blow up my head. For me, that expression has relation that is there is another uh, saying that says that when you are uh, that life have uh, you have um, two lives. One ends when you realize then exists only one, and in that moment, start the other. For me, it's like that. When you realize, but you're really, really realize that you are going to die, and you start enjoying the life in that way, 
for me, you will, uh, I, uh, the, the idea for me, I understand that the person who wrote that, that I know, I don't know who was, the idea is if you live each day, it would be the last one. You will be, you will live forever because you will enjoy and do things and not put it aside or put it for the future. And for me, that's life. Uh, I, I love that expression that it's appeared in a subway in France. The day you are ready to die, you will live forever. It's fantastic, isn't it? Yes. Tell us about Dave Bruno. He, he, he suggests that we should live with just 100 things. Yes. Uh, uh, in Spanish, it's a reto. I think in English, it's a, um, how do you say? I, I, I will say it then, but he say, I will try to live with 100 things, but a socket is one thing. <laughs> a knife is one thing. So he starting to sell or to give for a present all his things and only live with 100 things. A book is one, a knife is one, a socket is one, a shoe, a pair of shoes is two. So if you start counting everything like that, you will realize that maybe you are living with 1,000. So the idea is to produce things Imagine that maybe when you make, uh, you are traveling and you put everything in your bag or in in your luggage. Maybe you have 100 things, so you can live when you go traveling 15 days with less things. Why do you try to maybe be- buy better things but less? Yeah. Taking about clothes, no? Talking about clothes, maybe. Yeah. So I'm not counting the things I have, but I really have really, really small uh, quantity of things. Of course, I have kids, I have my wife. I'm not forcing all the family to live with that idea, but I'm educating them with that idea. And my my kids uh, have really uh, small things. They are not, it's incredible. We travel and they never say, oh, daddy, uh, buy that thing. We are always trying to think if that thing has really another use of satisfying the idea of buying in that moment. That maybe so we are trying. It's not easy when you have kids, but the idea, like Dave Bruno did, is to have less, 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 less. Up to the moment, it hurts. Maybe you have you are going out to have uh, a dinner with your wife and you say, "Oh, I do not have not anything new or other things to put on for a special occasion." But for me, I'm in the in the right way. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. I love that. A hundred things. Well, I certainly wouldn't know where to start. There are so many things around here. But let me ask you, Juan, why is the Camino so important to you? To tell you the truth, I discovered, I discovered it when I went with my mother because for the first time I realized that when I put my shoes on in the Camino each day, the only thing I have to do is to walk. I haven't, for the first time in my life, I haven't planned each hour of the traveling. Of uh, Although I love traveling, I always went to each traveling with, well, on Monday we're going to do that, on Tuesday, on Tuesday we're going to visit that, on Wednesday that, but in the Camino, no uh, things to do than walking. And I was so happy there, meeting people all over the world. 
talking with people, if they want to talk, if they want to be quiet while walking, you understand them and you respect that. But the only thing I have to do is walking. And when you say, oh, mom, do you want a coffee? Yes, perfect. Or no, we can continue. Perfect. So I, for the first time, I think in my life, I deliver the Camino or I enjoy the Camino without thinking what's next. And for me, life should be like that also. I'm a person that I program everything I do every day. <laughs> so I try to make the Camino in my daily life, trying not to be so uh, structured and try to enjoy the day without thinking everything that I'm going to do. And for me, the Camino is that. And the relation with the bug, that when you walk, you have to be with less things to be, to get the Camino easier and better. So I try to, to I, I, I'm trying to bring the Camino to my daily life. What does your family make of this new you, this, this changed man that you've become? Yeah, I think the clue is something that I didn't do for a moment to another. It was a process. So for them, it was not hard, or it was a, a soft way. I didn't, I didn't believe, I do not believe, sorry, in things that you can change from one day to another, as it, suddenly. It was a process, like a Camino also. So they, are, they support me, they understand me, some things I have to negotiate, but of course, they are happy with the new idea of the new way of seeing uh, this thing. And for the first time before the surgery, they thought in, that maybe was a theoretical thing. But that day, that Monday, that I went into the hospital to be to the surgery that would last seven hours, for the first time, I think they realized the things that we were living up to the moment, how we are, how, how we were living things, and they say, oh, maybe he was right. Maybe he will not pass through this surgery, and maybe everything have a sense now. So three days passed. I'm, I'm I hope I live a lot, <laughs> but I think that that morning, that 14th August. 2017, for them, it was, uh, it was a day that they understand what I was trying to change since a decade. And now we are all enjoying this Camino. Yeah. Juan, if I was to take you back in time so you could whisper something into your own ear, your 21-year-old self, what would you say? I do not regret about anything in the past. Uh, I would enjoy more time with my father because all the changes I did before he died, I, I think I would love to make the Camino with him, for example. Yeah. Um, it would be incredible because when I, maybe that would be something I could do if I could have uh, the time uh, uh, going back some years uh, because when I went to the Camino with my mother and we were walking with my mother, I realized that I never had that kind of that amount and quality of time with her. She, she, she we, we were so many hours talking that she told me when he, she met my dad, 
when he uh, told her to get married, when they were <laughs> their first years in Spain. So a lot of details that I think if we... I ne if we didn't have travel or we, ne we never have traveled to the Camino, maybe no, uh, she would never have told me about that detail. So yeah. I think life passed through each moment, uh, daily moment, but, but you never had the time to, to talk, to talk, to talk, hours, hours, getting details or things that you, maybe you say, oh, they're not special, not, not uh, important. Um, well, I, I, I would have, uh, I would love if my, if I went to the Camino with my father, 10 days walking and talking, knowing his, when he was a child, when, how was his relation with his parents, with his friends, yeah. some details that in your daily day you say it's obvious, but I never know about that specific details. So yeah. I would have changed that. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. That's lovely. Tell us about your cooking. My cooking. <laughs> because the blog, uh, the blog has some wonderful recipes and you obviously love to cook. The problem, no, my wife cooks a lot and I didn't do it only barbecue. But when the pandemic started in Argentina and two months, I think, or one month, I was a... Uh, uh, at home without the possibility of going outside, working from home and not uh, going anywhere. I read a person that w wrote something that said, if you go out from this pandemia or from this uh, lockdown without knowing something new or reading a new book or knowing a new ability, uh, only would be time to stay at home. I say, okay, what I will do that I didn't, I, I'm not used to. And I started cooking <laughs> because I never pay attention on that. And I find that uh, all, I found also that starting cooking, I'm tr I'm helping, and that word is wrong, but I thought that helping my wife because I thought maybe it was a a duty for her because she loved it. And uh, well, I started cooking. I mm, how to have some basics things to know because I never have cooked. And my wife started to enjoy some time <laughs> to do other things. And finally, it was great because I started, I put the receipts in the blog also because I say, if I can cook, you can cook. So follow these things <laughs> that I followed. And my wife started to enjoy other things and I never pay attention on that. And now I have a problem because She's asking me what we're going to have for dinner. I say, oh, you're not going to cook? No, now you know. You can do it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, you see. But Careful what you pray for, for, you just might get it. <laughs> yes, I, for, I am 43 years old, and I'm, I got married when I was 23. So 20 years, uh, I am married since 20 years, so now I have to negotiate things as I never supposed, the cooking thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Juan, I love your philosophy and I love your energy for personal change. It takes great courage to be changed. It's easy to make changes, but much more difficult to be changed. I hope you're out walking one day and a big panda and a tiny dragon cross your path and I hope you're included in the conversation. 
Thank you for taking the time to talk to us, Juan. My friend, Buen Camino. Thank you very much, Buen Camino, for you and for every person that would have hear or hear this thing. Thank you very much to be an hour with me and uh, hear my story. Thank you very much. My guest this week is all the way from Argentina, Juano Flyer. And you can find him, juanoflyer.com. You can find him everywhere on the internet. Just Google Juano Flyer. Which is more important, asked the big panda, the journey or the destination? The company, said the tiny dragon. Thanks for your company this week and every week. We are approaching a huge milestone in terms of downloads, and I hope to share some big news with you in the next week or so. Until then, the American writer Margaret J. Wheatley said once, very great change starts from very small conversations held among people who care. That's us, pilgrims. (laughs) Until next week, I'm Dan Mullins. Buen Camino. Somewhere along the way, somewhere 